Today on a chilling episode of Real Ghost Stories Online that was the inspiration for the short-lived and seasonal bath and body works lotion, an air freshener line called Fresh and Funky Funeral Home. It was a sweet mix of instant coffee, bad breath, orange potpourri, all dusty in a basket that was put out in 1989, your uncle's cheap cologne, and of course, the sweet smell of decaying flesh. It was an unmistakable blend that really made you feel good inside. Anyway, what happens when a young mother realizes that the door leading to the dark and mysterious backyard is opening by itself, night after night? That story and much more, today on Real Ghost Stories Online. Welcome to Real Ghost Stories Online. Call in your real ghost story now at 855-853-4802. Or write in at realghoststoriesonline.com. You are about to enter the world of the unknown, and quite possibly, the undead. This is Real Ghost Stories Online. That indeed it is. Welcome to the program. Thank you guys for listening and pressing subscribe wherever you may be. If you've not done so yet, please, please do that. Uh, Also, uh, be sure to uh, check us out on Apple Podcasts, where you can get all of the premium content. Uh, and you can try it for three days free, meaning you get advanced episodes of the show, you get the archive, you get all the EPP bonus episodes, and it's all completely ad-free. Uh, and it's all there for you to binge away on. Try for three days free there. If you don't use Apple Podcasts, Patreon, patreon.com slash real ghost stories, or directly through our website, which is uh, ghostpodcast.com. It is Tony and Carol Hughes with you on today's episode of the program. What's going on? Well, I have a story to share with you, but it's not paranormal. Okay. But I want to share it with you anyway, because it's kind of like, it's not paranormal, but it's like the universe putting you in a spot. Okay. That's not paranormal. No. But anyway, so I went to Nashville to visit my niece, who I adore, and um, and I, I have a lot of friends in Nashville from working in programming country radio station. So I know quite a few people there. Mm-hmm. And I had decided that I wanted to really make it all about my niece. So I didn't really contact people to say, hey, want to get together or anything like that. Mm-hmm. There was one friend I was thinking about calling and then I was like, no, I just want to spend more time with Kate. I never get to see her enough and stuff. So, um, so I was out taking a walk with her girlfriend her and I were walking to um, just walking the dog. And then her, she says, Lindsay says, hey, there's a little bar up here and you can get a beer to go. And then we could just walk home and have a beer. And I'm like, damn, yeah. No wonder Kate likes you. Like, I like the way she thinks. And so, um, so I said, that would be awesome. We can just walk around with an open beer. And then she goes, yeah, actually you can. You can get him to go there. Okay, let's do it. So we get up to this little place, cute little place. It's a really small place. And all they have is beer, all kinds of different beer. And so I, we got up there and I go, hey, I want to go up to the corner, which was one building away. I said, I, would, I just want to go up and look up the street because I think I've been to this street before, but I just want to look at it. So I get up to the corner. I look one way. I look the other way. And then I hear, you've got to be kidding me, Carol Hughes. <laughs> And it was one of my friends in a car at the exact same intersection. 
And there was the woman I was going <laughs> to call, my friend that I was thinking about calling because she was really, really good to me when yeah. my dog died and she made a donation to a rescue in his honor. And it was just really sweet. Yeah. And I thought about it. It's like, I should call her. But then, you know, then I don't get to spend that time with my niece. And yeah, you know what I mean? And I look up and I'm like, oh my God, you're like, I'm standing on a corner in Nashville and she just happens to be at the same intersection in her car. So she pulls over and goes in the little place and, and we get a beer and we sit outside for a while. And, you know, it was just really weird. I, I told her, I said, it was like the universe put, put you on my path today. Like I really was supposed to see you on this trip. And I had thought about her and thought about her. And it was just the coolest little, like, I don't know how to explain it. Because Nashville's a pretty big town. Yeah. You know? And it's for huge. And to just randomly run into the person I was thinking I should see anyway. And yeah. I wasn't planning on it. Well, that's really that cool. cool yeah. That's, uh, th- 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 I don't believe in coincidences. I think things happen for reasons. Oh, and it was so good for both of us. She has an older dog now. And and we actually, the three of us just sat and talked about dogs for an hour is pretty much all we did. Nice. And that's fine. But as you know, I could talk about pets all day. But it was just really cool. It was just so random of that, that of all times, you know, she had been at brunch with some friends and then she had just left. So... And then come to find out she doesn't even live that far away from my niece, maybe a couple miles. And But still, just for me to have stepped up to the corner the exact same time she was there. Yeah. There, it was wh- kind of weird. What are the odds of something like that exactly. actually happening? I yeah. don't know. It's not paranormal, but I think sometimes the universe just pulls some strings for you. Yeah. No, I agree. I completely agree. Uh, 855-853-4802 is our phone number here at Real Ghost Stories Online to share your real ghost stories with us let's go to our first letter of the day it says hey guys big fan of your podcast been listening for about a month now i felt like i needed to write in so here it goes i've always been on the sensitive side of things since a young age i've seen things drum things and most of all feel things most of the time when i cross over into a space i immediately pick up on the vibes of the room any energies that may be inhabiting it and sometimes their intentions The story that I'm telling today happened when I was in my mid-twenties and just had my first child. My husband and I finally decided it was time to move into a house after having our daughter. We were so excited to leave our small town house. We are living in Reno, Nevada at the time, and it was extremely stressful trying to find a house that was both nice and within our budget. Needless to say, we finally found a place to rent and fell in love. It was an older, small place that had just been remodeled and all new updated appliances. First a couple of months, nothing out of the ordinary. And then my daughter, who was about one at the time, started telling us about strange things. She was telling me that a scary man was visiting her at night and telling her, quote, sexy things. My first reaction to this was complete shock. One was, oh shit, she may have my sensitivity. And second, why does my one-year-old know the word sexy? So being the type of mom I am, I completely believed it and started with the simple ways to clear the house. I started saging the house, asking the energy to leave and stop bothering my daughter. I even consulted a psychic who recommended I say certain prayers along with saging her special blanket 
she used every night. After moving her to a different room and following the advice, this helped for a while, then I became pregnant with my son. Around this time, things started to flare up again. One night, my husband and I awoke about 2 a.m. with a strange feeling. Noticing that something was off, we went straight to our daughter's room. She was gone. At this point, I start to panic because where in the fuck should she be? I was in a very small house. We ended up at the back door that led to the backyard. Our sliding glass door was open. And our daughter is standing barefoot in the middle of the backyard in the snow. She was just in a trance standing there. It was creepy to say the least. My husband scooped her up, brought her inside to warm her poor feet, at which at this point she'd been out there and broken from her trance and is crying. We ask her why she's outside and she says, the man let her outside. The sliding door was heavy. The lock was not something she could have undone by herself. At this point, we both freaked out and began wondering what the hell is going on in our house? After this thing calmed down again and I had my son, he put his crib in my daughter's old room where she had the scary man talking to her and we did not get a wink of sleep. My son cried and cried to the point I would let him sleep with us so we could get some rest. Well, one day in the afternoon, I had my daughter at daycare. It was just scary, just my son and me. Decided to sit in our big recliner, which faced the hallway. Started feeding him. We finished feeding, and we both ended up taking a nap. When I fell asleep, it was like I was still awake and was sitting in the chair facing the hallway. As I was looking towards the hallway, I hear heavy footsteps like someone wearing cowboy boots. No sooner than me hearing that, I see an old western-looking man in a long black duster and a black cowboy hat. The look on his face is horrifying. A slow smirk came across his face, and the terror of looking at him jolted me out of my sleep, if that's what you want to call it. Even after waking up, I had the worst feeling in my stomach and had to get out of the house. The entire vibe had my skin crawling, and I felt like I was in danger. After I saw this man, the energy in the house was so negative, I was unable to change it. Bad luck after bad luck just continued to plague us, and eventually it caused us to move because we could no longer afford rent. They finally started moving out, and that's when that man got the last laugh, I guess. I was the only one left in the house, finishing up clearing the bathroom. As I was cleaning the mirror, the bulbs burst and shattered. It caused them to find their way back down the back of my shirt burning me and burning holes in my shirt At this point i was fed up threw my cleaning shit down and yelled fine i'm leaving i ran out of that house left that man thing whatever it was there in that house i haven't seen that man since and maybe he is still in that house thank you for listening to my story i have some typos so i apologize keep the stories i love them helps me feel like i'm not insane thoughts there that's some scary shit. Yeah. And when they're messing with your kids like that, mm-hmm. you know, that, and it reminded me of that story that that girl I work with told me that they lived in a haunted house and she heard her baby crying. Yeah. And got up and went to the room and her baby wasn't there and mm-hmm. her baby was on the kitchen table downstairs. Yeah. And it was like a baby that was like sitting up age, what age is that? Like seven, eight months old. Right around there. You know, not walking yet. Yeah. Shouldn't be really yeah. climbing stairs and climbing no. on the counters or anything of that sort. Climbing on top of tables. Yeah. 
that, I mean, this almost feels very much like uh, a scene out of uh, uh, what's the uh, poltergeist. I'm thinking of the little girl and the TV. And I'm just thinking of the little girl, like, you know, opening the door. The man told me to come out here and just standing there in her jammies and all creepy and shit. That was that was a creepy scene. Yeah, I would like. I mean, what what I'm curious about is at the beginning where the man's telling me sexy things. I, I if she's able to say that out loud, uh, the thing I would be curious to ask of the mother or the mother to ask the daughter, what does sexy mean? And here, I'm trying to understand what she's meaning by that. And she's only one. Yeah. And so that's pretty advanced. I mean, it, um, it may not even I mean, be she the could definition. Be one and eleven months old, but she's yeah. still one. It, and it may not even be the definition of sexy. You know, she, she may think it means I don't know what, but it may have nothing to do with what our yeah, adult she, comprehension yeah, she, is. The little girl has no idea what it means. I don't know. That whole thing is just creepy, creepy. When they like, said they walked out of the house, does that mean they just like left, never came back? I don't. That's what it. That's what I thought. Somebody going and get your stuff. Would you ever do that if your house was just so disturbing? Yes. And in, yes. Like, you're like, I want my stuff, but I'm not going in to get it. Yes. You wouldn't be like afraid you'd like lose stuff in that process, or. I mean, maybe you'd get out what you could. Or would you maybe go? You could would go you go back, back in? A small army of people. Would you go back in? Like, let's say, just really terrify the shit out of you. I don't know. I think if I had like 20 people with me, Mm -hmm. but then I'd be afraid like all the things I brought out, is it going to be attached to that? You know, is it, are you better off just to walk away? But then, you know, like. You just sell it with the home. Like this home comes fully furnished. Like the. um, With pictures. Like the DeFeo (laughs) house. Yeah. Well, like Amityville, the DeFeo house. Uh, they sold a lot of the furniture from the DeFeos uh, to the family, uh, the Lutz family, uh, when they moved into the house, you know, that there was stuff in there uh, from the family that died. <sighs> so there was like beds and all sorts of That just gets a bad energy. I would, number one, I couldn't move into a house like that with that kind of history. But last thing I want is the dead family's furnishings. And I know. It. Like, but I'm sure they replaced mattresses, but the the frames and stuff, it's like, ah, no, can't, can't, can't. No, but looks like a lovely home. If you, uh, if you walk by or drive by, we have a listener, Vinny, who uh, is out that area quite a bit. And uh, he's always sending me pictures of the houses he's driving by or uh, the the uh, subway stops in Amityville and all sorts of stuff. Even even mailed me uh, uh, something for like, it was like a brochure from like a, like a massage place in Amityville just because it said Amityville on it. Exactly. Like if I, I would actually, you know, if it wasn't that far out of my way, I don't, like I wouldn't make it a destination vacation, but if it's like, hey, you know, a couple hours out of our way, we could go to Amityville. I'd be like, sign me up. And I, I'm sure the locals love it. I mean, I know it's like a really shitty point for them. Uh, you know, what would it be interesting to me? And I was just thinking of this the other day, and it may be something that I do. Uh, but an interesting point on the town is uh, 
I, don't, I probably shouldn't even say it out loud because I don't want somebody else to jump on this idea because it's an interesting oh. way of looking at the city. I'll tell you. Because you and I have lots of ideas, but we let people steal all of them, yeah. but maybe not this one. This one I'm going to keep because I think I might okay. actually run with this one at some point as kind of a smaller like episodic podcast Okay, that kind of tells an interesting story that I don't believe has really been... Just don't drag Focus my down. ass in any haunted place. Oh, no, no. I, I think I'd be calling a I lot. can go to the haunted place during the day. Yeah, it's a matter of breaking into the house and spending the night in the attic and seeing how long the owners uh, <laughs> can uh, realize that great, there's nobody there. What a great podcast. Got to whisper the podcast. And you try will and, do great on that one. And somehow try to connect to their Wi-Fi so you can post while you're in the attic. That would be uh, a real fun one. Just use your data. Breaking an entry, the podcast. <laughs> like, it's, it's even more than that. It'd be like, it would be, um, uh, what, what's the word when you're uh, living in someone's property and it's not yours? Um, uh, um, squatting. Squatting. Yes, breaking and squatting is the name of the podcast. <laughs> And it can mean many different things. So sometimes it kind of it has nothing to do with like taking nope. a shit because it kind of sounds almost it, like well that. that's season two. Then you know we talk about Amityville. Then season two is all about shits. That's well. Then you got to go into the house to take a shit. So you yeah. got to figure that out. Yes, because you're squatting. You haunted have a place haunted to go. bathrooms is is what it's going to be all about. The most haunted <laughs> bathrooms in America. Great idea. That'd be a great coffee book I table. It. it really would. Uh, it. 855-853-4802 is our phone number. Let's go to a caller. Hi. Hi there. It's Bobby from Boston. And um, I'm an EPP member. I'm calling to tell you another ghost story um, that I experienced. But actually, it's our, my son's experience um, that happened about 10 years ago to the day. It was 10 years ago that my neighbors and I experienced a great loss. I, I was raising my children on a cul-de-sac where we all had our kids around the same ages. I moved in there because other families lived there with, with children the same ages as my children. My son had formed a bond. He was young, probably about maybe 10. No, he was eight years old. I'm sorry. He was eight years old at the time. And he formed a bond with my neighbor's son, uh, Brian, who was roughly about 11 years older than him. Ten years ago, Brian was driving home and was texting his girlfriend. And unfortunately, he crossed a line and hit an oncoming box truck. Friends of mine that worked at the hospital where they ultimately brought Brian's body, said that Brian was killed on impact. He died instantly. It was very traumatic for all of us because we had all raised our children together, and I had known Brian since he was about five years old. Three nights after Brian passed, my son came into my bedroom and said, Mom, Brian's in my room. He's trying to talk to me, but I don't know what he's trying to say. I thought, honestly, because I have ability, that maybe he was just having a nightmare because he understood that Brian had passed away. And maybe he was just dreaming, so I put him back to bed. That wasn't the case. 
This went on for two weeks. For two weeks, roughly every night, my son would come into my room and say, Mom, Brian's in my room. He's trying to tell me something. So finally, after two weeks, I went into my son's room. I laid down with him and decided that I was going to sleep in his room and see exactly what was happening. It was that one night where I woke up before my son did. And sure enough, Brian was in his room. And Brian told me to tell his mom, who was a good friend of mine, that he was okay, that he was sorry, and that he regretted the mistake that he made. Because he knew that that what he had done ended his life, but also took a piece of hers with him. Two weeks ago, Brian's younger brother, there were three of them, Christopher killed himself. Chris killed himself two weeks ago, so my friend not only lost Brian 10 years ago, but she just lost Christopher two weeks ago. So we had to bury, once again, another one of her sons, and she has one left. The other night, my son, who's now 20, woke up, and Christopher was in his room. And Christopher told him, please tell my mom that I'm okay, and that I'm with my brother, and this is where I want to be. I just thought I'd share this with you because we never know how loss is going to affect other people in our lives, and I think this is a really good example of how sometimes we think that we're okay, but we're really not. But they do come through to us. And for whatever reason, they came through to me and my son. And I'm just, I feel very blessed that I could pass this along to my friend because she is grieving the loss of not just one son, but two. And if this is a gift or a curse, well, I'd like to think of it as a gift because at least now my son and I were able to give her some closure and give her some peace. Thanks again for listening, and thank you so much for everything you do. I listen to you every night, and I think what you do is wonderful, and I think it's great that you don't judge, and this is a wonderful place where we can feel safe to tell our stories. She was out of her fucking mind, wasn't she? I'm kidding. (laughs) Totally kidding. Totally, totally kidding. Um, my gosh, that's that was a yeah. lot. Yeah, that's a lot to to take in. I and, and what? Gosh, I don't know how I would feel having those experiences and then going and telling well, and I, the mom, yeah, the friend, like, hey, was, by the way, I saw your son last night. He says he's great. It, 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 <sighs> yeah, because I was wondering that when she the first, like, I didn't see that had a twist to that story that I did not see coming at all. Yeah. But um with the the first son, I she didn't really or maybe I missed it. <laughs> Excuse me. I, I I wasn't clear on if she had told her and how she reacted to it. Because some people are gonna react to it differently than other people. You know, sure. some people they would shut you down and not want to hear it. And, yeah. Um but that second 
son, obviously she was open to hearing it and needed to hear it. But I don't know if that makes it better either. I don't know. Losing a, a child like yeah. that, I don't know. In either of those situations, I don't know how you, you get up the next morning and go on. I don't know. I can't contemplate, um, you know, what exactly that would be like. Uh, I, I don't want to contemplate what that would be like. Oh, my God, I can't. You know, I have my one little person in the world, and I, I yeah, I don't even want to think about that. Um, so, I mean, it, it's very hard to say what I would be receptive to or not receptive to uh, after that happening. I, you know, as much as we we hear stories like this every single day uh, and people getting messages this way or that way, I, I don't, I don't know if I'd want to hear a friend come up and say that I got this message or not. I, 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 I don't know. I think I'd be, I'd be almost selfishly mad and I'm probably not really selfish, but no, I get that. But angry yeah, that, that it that. wasn't to me. Like, why did you get this and not me? I'm the one who would be getting the fucking message. Um, so I don't know. I mean, and I believe she believes that she experienced that. I guess it would just be difficult. I don't know how I would deliver it. I don't know if I would deliver it. I, I totally see the case where she's saying that, you know, this is it. This is why I, I should do this. I'm not saying anybody's right or wrong here. I just don't know how I would be able to, to deal with that. And I think that, you know, with some, it all depends. I don't think everyone's open to it and not yeah. knowing these people, you know, maybe, you know, when you're consumed by extreme and profound grief, yeah. um, you might not be open to it. And maybe, you know, your your child needed to go another way to get you the message. Yeah, I mean, and that, that may be son, the case. I, I don't know anything. I don't know that yeah. anybody could tell me anything that would give me closure to that. I don't know. And I don't know how that would screw me up. How we couldn't have worked on this together and why, 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 why? It, it would, I think, leave me with more questions. I think I'd... There'd be a place where I would want to hear that. I just don't know when that would be. You know, I heard something today. Um, a girl who had, and this is such a deep topic, and and people need to reach out if they're feeling really dark. Oh, yeah. And in this woman, she had attempted to kill herself and ended up a, a paraplegic. Yeah. And she had said at the time, she just, she was in so much pain, but never realized that by her act, everyone else would be dealing with all of her pain and then some. Yeah. That she's thinking if she's gone, the pain's gone. The pain's multiplied. Like the pain is exponentially yeah. multiplied. Or that they'll they won't be a burden to other people or yeah. that sort of thing. And it was just well. uh, just when she said that that really got me in the heart that she didn't think of it that way. But you know, your pain, my God, all of the people, the lives you touch now, that pain's multiplied by hundred. Yeah. You know, you're just creating more pain in the world. That's what you're doing. Mm-hmm. And it just, it really got me in the heart. And, you know, it's, and it's hard too. I think that people don't realize that they, 
you know, maybe they think they can't reach out, you know, with the son, that's what really breaks my heart. The second son, you know, maybe he, he just had a hard time living with that grief and couldn't, because I get it, you know, kids are close and, you know, maybe he just couldn't fathom, but, you know, it makes me think he kept that to himself and needed to discuss it and, and then it kind of comes down to how open is the person? You know, how open have they been? How open have they been allowed to be, you know, throughout their life? And that's when something like that goes on. Yeah, you got to work through that stuff. I mean, everybody yeah, grieves differently. I think differently. we all need a reminder, sometimes no. not this drastically, but we need to be there for the people we love, you know? And yeah, and, and instead sometimes of just. Sometimes people act okay, like, oh, Tony's dealing with that surprisingly yeah. well. Yeah. Maybe he's not. The, it, we we all do this. We all tend to do. Doing okay? Okay. Yeah. Good. Right. I, I don't have to be worried about you then. Okay. As long as you tell me that, even though I'm not going to dig any deeper, because that may reveal something that you're not okay. I'm going to spend more time on this with you. <laughs> you know, yeah. and, and, and it's sometimes, it, it's a selfish thing that we all have. Um, but that's where we got to, you know, have a little more humanity sometimes when we realize somebody's in a, would likely be in a dark place after such events occur, um, you know, to, to, to push that a little bit and try to be there a, a little bit more. Um, I'm not talking, you know, you, your friend got the wrong order from Chick-fil-A and like, you okay? Yeah, I'll be good with it. Are you sure we want to talk about you getting nuggets instead of the sandwich? You know, I know they're not even breaded. So I can't. I would go in the ball take right now and just bury myself. Um, but no, I mean, it's more so somebody, you know, something like this happens. You lose a loved one. You go through a traumatic breakup or a traumatic event or something. Uh, it's easy just to say, I'm okay. I'm okay. I'm going to keep moving on. But having uh, someone you trust to be able to kind of let some of that stuff out, that's healthy. That's what allows you to truly mm -hmm. keep going. Just so. a sad situation. Yeah. Thank you for sharing that uh, experience with us uh, here on the and program. check in on the mom and the family. They yeah. are not okay. Yeah, definitely. All right, that's going to wrap up today's episode of Real Ghost Stories Online. If you like the show, keep us on the air. Become an extra podcast person through Apple Podcasts. Try it for three days free. Get access to all the bonus episodes, advanced episodes. Uh, the EPP bonus episodes, all of it ad-free. You can also do it through patreon.com slash Stories and ghostpodcast.com. Until next time, for Carol, I'm Tony. Thanks for listening to Real Ghost Stories Online. <laughs>